and the greatest. We're just a bunch of geese looking for our Ryan Gosling. Hi, welcome to Judd and Your Buds, the only podcast that makes their guest do the podcast twice because he doesn't hit record in time and loses the entire hour episode. My name is Judd. I am the host. We are here in Judd and Your Buds Studios, and my guest is in his own home studio because we're over through Zoom. Uh, where, where are you sitting? Where are you sitting right now? This is my luxury apartment office actually just the guest bedroom but i'm in denver denver colorado so denver but a thousand miles away as the crow flies let's introduce you you are a three-time junior buds champion a baller a shot caller and your favorite character on degrassi has to be drake give up for my friend brandon mance brandon how are we doing i'm good good i also did like the ending of game of thrones with bran being the king my wheelchair king. The whole, that whole year was good because Drake, the Raptors won the the finals and Bran was, he was the king of the North. Yeah. Good year for wheelchairs. Get, getting you guys some good pubis. So how's Colorado doing? It's it's the middle of the summer. Is Colorado hot right now? What's the temperature in Colorado? Yeah, it's beautiful. Today it was about 90, but it's like 15% humidity. So it's not sweltering at all. It's It's pretty comfortable. And so we've had a pretty nice streak. Colorado gets like 300 days of sunshine a year. And so like this whole like spring and start to summer has been pretty much sunny, 70s. Now we're getting into the 80s. So we'll get we'll get pretty hot in the summer, but the humidity is so low. It, it's a different kind of heat. It's, it's not bad at all. It's pretty comfortable. I love it. Is everything on lockdown because of the corona? Is everything in COVID? Is it, if it's affecting you guys still? Yeah, they just announced moving to the next phase of the recovery plan. And so I think that's supposed to be in effect, I think tomorrow, Wednesday. And so that opens it up to like restaurants being open for 50% capacity uh, like gyms being open at 50% as long as like accommodate social distancing measures and uh, sanitation measures. And so, yeah, moving kind of from that 10 person group limit to 50 person. So they just announced that. So we're making, making strides, hopefully continues to go smoothly and there's no kind of uh, increase in cases. How long have you been living in Colorado for? Coming up on two years. Two years? I was out here September of 2018. Okay. So, so yeah, it'll be two years in September. Now, do you do something with a, with a coffee a coffee place out there? Yeah, so I'm a relational manager for a company called Generous Coffee. And the owner of the company was Ben Higgins. He was on The Bachelor. And so I had... Uh, met him and got hooked up with him. And Wait, sl- slow this down. Slow this down. You met Ben Higgins from The Bachelor. Yeah, he's a really good dude, and he lives out here in Denver. So I met him, and so he he owns his coffee company. It's a for profit company, but they give a hundred percent of their profits to supporting nonprofits. Kind of traditionally, a big partner of theirs is Humanity and Hope who works to create sustainable jobs in third world countries. So right now they're in Honduras in a small village trying to get 
then set up with sustainable jobs and um, supporting like local small coffee farms and different things like that. And I think they're going to be shifting their focus with everything going on in the country to some more local nonprofits coming up. Um, but there's two physical coffee shops out here in Colorado, one in Denver, one in Golden. And uh, then we also sell the coffee beans online so you can buy the generous coffee beans online. But, but yeah, Ben is a good dude. How did you meet him? He, he was at my church one day and then I, I saw that his coffee company was, um, so I talked to him a little bit and then saw like his coffee company was looking for brand ambassadors. And so I just put an application because I was looking to kind of give back some of my time and energy and I love coffee. And so it seemed like a logical fit and step. And so now I've, I've met him a couple of times. He's interviewed me. He's actually writing a book right now. So I think I'm going to be in his book. What um, is happening? Where so, did you know? Did you know he was on the bachelor? Or what is Yeah, um, actually, one of my friends I was with in church, uh, Liz, she was like, "Oh my God, that's Ben Ben Higgins from the Bachelor," and I'm like, "What? Who?" And <laughs> so I, I wasn't aware of that at first, but but uh, apparently, yeah, he's pretty popular. Crazy. Do you let him meet Mickey? Does <laughs> yeah, Mickey's met him. Is he a good-looking dude? Is he good-looking? Like yeah, yeah, he's he is a good-looking dude. He looks a little bit like you, Judd, if you were 6'3 and had a filled out scruff beard and yeah. just a more athletic looking Judd, you know? Wow. All right. Now it was all compliments until you brought athleticism into this. I take super offense to that. <laughs> well, me and Brandon used to play baseball. That's where we, uh, we first met on the field probably first. You going to Wisconsin Lutheran College, I going to Lakeland University. Then got the pleasure of playing Milwaukee Beavers baseball together. The Beavs. How many years you played for the Beavs? One or two? Two years. I played two years for the Beavs. So summer of 2017 and 2018. Yeah. Yeah. And that season kicks off actually Friday. We, we kick off our first game. So yeah, big news. Should be should be super exciting. Hopefully uh, we get we get a good dub at, at your old team as well. The West Bend Seven Ups. That's, that's become a become a nice nice little rivalry. I think West Bend's got the career win percentage. Oh yeah, I don't. I, think I don't they, think, I think we, they have. I think they have the career win percentage on every team. Probably yeah. They've they've they were a solid team for for many years, many years. Uh, now in college. You played at Wisconsin Lutheran. What was what did you graduate in at Wisconsin Lutheran? Business management and marketing. Okay, very nice, very nice. What what drove you to Wisconsin Lutheran? Like, what was the the draw there? Play baseball? Mostly baseball. Yeah, I wasn't that good in high school, so it's not like I had any scholarship offers or anything. Not a lot of D three schools in Wisconsin were talking to me. WLC was one of them where. The coach came to a couple of my games, uh, really liked him. Coach Reinemann, Coach Schmidt, met both of them. Doug Martin, my cousin, was at WLC. He's two years older than me, so got a little bit uh, familiar with the program and the school through him. I like the idea that it was in Milwaukee, so it was a small school, but in a, in a nice uh, bigger city. So you kind of get the best of both both worlds there. So yeah, just really was looking forward to playing with Doug again because 
we played together in high school when he was a senior and I was a sophomore. Were you guys good in high school? Uh, we won conference. So yeah, that, that year we won conference and then my senior year we won conference and we were a game away from state and we lost to Ripon, but they were, uh, they were a juggernaut. They won it all. They had uh, Lefty, Jess. Yeah, yeah, they had Jordan Jess. Brandon Winfield had graduated, I think. They had Michael Polsine, too. So, yeah, Jordan Jess went to Minnesota. Polsine, yep. I think, started off at UWM and transferred a couple times. And then they had a number. They had a couple of other guys that played college baseball, so they were they were pretty stacked. Yeah, they had a pretty good, they had a pretty good team because we played them in Legion Ball, I believe, and and they were coming up, so they're they're pretty good. But let's it is summertime. Let's let's do. You are a very fashionable guy. You you are on the Twitter webs. You're on the Instagrams. You're doing the polls. You're you're very social media active. So what I want to do is I want to do Brandon Mance top three. We can get them trending. We're going top three things of Brandon Mance. We'll go. Five different subjects, top three for Brandon Mans. And we'll go number one, White Claw flavors. Top three. What do you got? Okay, I like it. I'm actually drinking right now. I know I was drinking one last time we tried to record this, but I got yep. a different flavor this time. A Great Divide, which is a local brewery here in Colorado. They're, they call it a white water hard, hard seltzer. And I got a pomegranate and lime. And... So far, stacks up. Last time I had a mango, really good. Um, but overall, just a, a nice seltzer. Um, it's got to be better. I mean, it's called Whitewater, so be careful. Everything I know from Whitewater is terrible. So, <laughs> But you went Whitewater rafting like, literally this weekend. Yeah, yeah. It seems to fit the theme. One on yeah. Sunday, first experience. It. it was a blast. Had a fantastic rafting tour guide named Zulu. He was, I think, smoking a weed pen on the back of the <laughs> on the back of the raft. Super classic hippie dude. Uh, he admitted that he looked homeless. He he told us he wasn't though, and but no, he was he was a really good time. That is the most Colorado story I've ever heard in my entire life. I went white rotter rafting with a man named Zulu, <laughs> smoking a vape marijuana pen. Got it. Yeah, yeah, beat that. But anyways, back to the White Claw flavors. Number one, I'm starting out at the top. I'm going to go one, two, three. Okay. Number one, going with mango. I know it wasn't one of the OG flavors that was released, but it stands up on its own. I'm a big fan of the mango flavor. Anytime I see that bobbing around in the cooler, I'm going to be reaching for it. I think that's probably the most popular too. I think if you have a variety, mango is the first to go. Right. It's, it's a hot commodity for sure. Yeah. All right, number, number two. Number two, I'm going with the lime. The I'm natural big, lime. I'm a big fan of natural lime. Kind of same thing when it comes to margaritas. Don't, don't give me all of these different flavor options, the kiwi strawberry type mixture. Just give me the house blend. Give me that lime flavor. Same with the White Claws. Give me the lime, number two. Number three, I think I'm going to have to go with the raspberry. I like the raspberry. That would, yeah, that's probably my number one. But yeah, raspberry, underrated, I think. Yeah, I, th I think it is a little bit 
underrated. I haven't had all the new ones, I don't think, so I can't really speak to that, but I don't like the black cherry. I think that's my least favorite, so that's at the bottom of the list. I, did, I don't really like cherry flavored things in general. I, I, I do like cherries, like the actual fruit with the pit in it, pop one in, spit the pit across the room, good to go. But any kind of cherry flavored, whatever it is, popsicle drink, just tastes like fake to me. It's it's the artificial flavor that gets you. Yeah, give me that real shit. Yeah, they should put real cherries in there and you'd love it. Mm-hmm. All right, so we got next three. So when you when you get the alcohol, you have to hydrate yourselves. Next three, top Gatorade flavors. We're both sportsmen. Top three Gatorade flavors. That's a good one. And by flavors, I'm assuming you colors. mean- Colors, we'll go colors. colors because we'll go colors. that's the only way to call out which kind of Gatorade you want. I'm gonna I'm gonna roll this one backwards. Oh. Three, two, one. Three, two, one. Okay. Starting at number three, I'm gonna go with orange. Third favorite Gatorade. One, I think it's pretty. The orange is pretty widely available, though so it's just kind of a nice like default to go to, and it's just kind of tried and true. It's it's just always gonna be solid for you. Number I don't know if it's the original Gatorade. No, I think that's number two, which I'm getting to, which is the lemon lime. Ooh, I like that. The yellow. The yellow Gatorade is my number two. I think that's the original flavor. It's probably, the formula has probably changed over the years. But if I'm not mistaken, lemon lime was the original Gatorade flavor. And number one is blue. Cool blue. Cool blue. Specifically, if you have one of those twist tops with the skinny bottle that you can just twist they, off it, it hits different out of that bottle it does it's a that's a game changer for sure so if if you get one of those i don't know if they make them anymore but they do they've upgraded the bottle a little bit i mean it's not as squeezable remember how like it would just squeeze and then when you're done with it it looks like just like that at the end yeah of it? it's a little bit a little bit harder to squeeze but they still make those also, you know what they still make that I totally forgot about? Propel. That seems like a, such a, like a fad thing. Yeah. When's the last time you ever had a Propel? It was just a little flash in the pan. Everybody was drinking it for like a year, a couple years maybe. And yeah, they had those thick like navy blue bottles. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, this is like uh, flavored water. This is, yeah. this is the new best thing. And then they realized like there's just like sugar in it. And yeah, it's just like it's watered like, down. It's Gatorade. not actually water. Like it's not actually good for you. So Just a little bit more water than Gatorade. That's all it is. That's all yeah. it was. <laughs> all right. So you, you're a baseball player. We, we already established that. What's, what's some walk-up songs that you would have or your friends would have that would be th- your three – walk-up songs if a baseball player right now wanted a walk-up song what what would you suggest first off levels avici knew it that's got to be number one always in every scenario i'm surprised if you don't go levels all three times (laughs) a song slaps you know avici (laughs) r.i.p to him i just love his work and that was kind of like the song that put him on the map there's a couple good remixes out there as well if you want to get fancy okay. with it. Or you can just go with the radio edit, I believe. It's a little bit shorter. The original song's like six something minutes and kind of has a lot of like interlude in it. I'm not sure if that's what it's called, but <laughs> levels. 
Another one that I had was by a group called Need to Breathe. I think this was my walk-up song for the Beavers, actually. It's called Money and Fame, but it's got, like, some trumpet in it. It's got a real kind of, like, new school jazzy band type intro on it. And then some of the lyrics are good. Like, the song's called Money and Fame, but it talks about how that, like, kind of brings you shame if you had it. So it keeps you humble as you're walking to the plate. You don't want to be too cocky when you're rolling up there. I don't know. I I might disagree with the too cocky, but I like being too cocky when you go up the plate. For my number three then, here's a a good one. This was actually my pitching song in college when I would take the mound as a reliever. And it was Johnny Cash, God's Gonna Cut You Down. Yep, that's that that brings some swagger there. Yeah, I mean, if you're telling – you're walking up to the mound saying you're going to – like, God's going to cut down these batters stepping to the plate. I mean, that's that's a pretty bold statement. I I like that one. I uh, that's a good walk up song or or even pitching song. There's there's something about getting a song that just builds swagger. You're like, okay, this guy knows what he's doing. Right. What what's your walk up song gonna be this year, Judd? DJ Cool, let me clear my throat. <clears> throat. Yep, just like that. Which might be great for the corona. <laughs> But it gets it gets the people pumped. That's what I had to say. That's just a song that everyone loves. It it was on the trailer of the Office Party with, with TJ Miller and Jennifer Aniston. Yes, uh, it, it was a, it's a good jam. I love it. All right, so let's let's move right along. Three people you want to have dinner with, alive or dead. A guy that I think is very interesting right now, and I say interesting because I'd have to learn more about him to figure out if I like him or not is elon musk oh yeah with the tesla stuff with the spacex stuff and i listened to him when he was on it was a couple weeks ago he was on the joe rogan podcast and he was talking about this thing called Neuralink that he thinks in 10 years everybody's gonna have and basically what it is is a brain implant so they would take out a chunk of your skull put in this computer chip basically with tiny little wires that would go into the motor control center of your brain. And then basically there would be a universal language. So in order to communicate, so normally you have an idea, you decompress it down into words, you speak it in English, you as the listener, Judd, hears it. Yeah. And then you have to unpack that statement and then it registers in your brain. So there can be a lot of like miscommunication there mm-hmm. because language is pretty ineffective. So if everyone had this Neuralink thing, basically I could just Bluetooth my idea right to you. So it'd just be like sending the full file of my idea that I want to communicate rather than trying to compress it down into words and then speak it and then you unpackaging it and listening to it. Everyone could have this in 10 years. He said within a year, it could be in in a person within one year from now. So I would just go up on stage to do stand-up and I wouldn't say anything, just look at them and they'd be like laughing? <laughs> Potentially. I don't know. I mean, I my jokes aren't funny, words, so I mean... But the other interesting fact about that is, is with like the wires going into the motor control center, if you have like a shunt, like below my injury level, you could correct any type of brain deficiency or limb deficiency. So 
basically he was saying he could make any paraplegic or quadriplegic walk again. Wow. Just like normal or even better than normal. That's insane. Yeah. So it would be interesting to sit down with that guy. He seems wild. With that and the SpaceX thing and everything that uh, his baby's name is all weird. Yeah. (laughs) Hieroglyphics. Totally different level. Yeah. All right. So we got Elon Musk as number one. That would be my first. That would be my first guy. Who else you bring to the table? Number two, I think, would be Michael Jordan. Okay. Last Dance fan over here. Yeah. Was a big fan of that. Was blocked off my Sunday nights when that was coming out in order to watch that. It was like the only sports thing that was on. So, and it just felt good to like watch something live with while other people were watching it again, it was like the closest thing we've had to a live sport. Yeah. I feel like, like his people were talking about it, tweeting about it, whatever. So I think, yeah, Michael Jordan, greatest basketball player of all time. Be cool to, to sit down with him. And also from the documentary, you know, he likes a good glass of whiskey and cigar. So it'd be a, be a good time sitting down with him. All right. So we got MJ, Elon Musk, two powerhouses right now. Who's the, who's the third? Who we bringing? Number three would maybe be Hank Aaron. I need a, I need a baseball player in there. Yeah. And I don't know that much about Hank Aaron. I've seen some highlights, but obviously he played before my time. And he was hitting home runs before hitting home runs was cool. So the amount of stuff he he went through, you know, just to to beating Babe's record and everything was had to be some crazy stories from it for sure. Yeah, and and just playing in Milwaukee. But I'll give you another bonus dinner table, a real real quick that I think would be really cool when you sent me this question would be the Wisconsin MVP trio with Aaron Rodgers, Giannis, and Christian Yelich. Yeah. I think that would be a great one as well. That would that would be a fun one. I think Rodgers would hog most of the conversation stuff wise cuz I think Christian seems a little bit more standoffish and Giannis seems like uh just like a he's still a kid, you know, like he's not as but uh just passionate about basketball, you know. Yeah. I feel like Aaron would be asking Giannis a lot of questions about the Bucks and then I would just be kind of shooting the shit with Christian on the side. Uh, he does. Christian Yelich follows me on Twitter. Fun fact. Really? Why? I, I, why? I don't know. It just popped up one day last year. And I was like, wait, is this real? And like, I went and like, I screenshotted his followers list. And it was like, Jake Owen, Cody Bellinger, me, Mike Trout. I was like, why am I in here? He only follows like 370 people. That's pretty cool. Switch gears and talk about uh, a lot's have happened since since you've been on Jordan Earbuds last, but been a couple of years. First of all, congratulations! You are engaged. Thank you, sir. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah, getting married in Milwaukee in September. Yeah, that's coming up. Are, are all the all the plans, all the planning? Is that is that a lot of stress right now? Mickey, my fiance, was really on top of stuff. She had a whole checklist, so. We have pretty much all the big stuff booked. Now it's just a matter of coming down to like some of the details, which we're kind of in limbo right now, just waiting to get the go ahead before some of the coronavirus stuff shakes out, making sure the reopening phase plan goes as planned. Talk to the venue. Uh, We're getting married at Good City, right next to the Pfizer Forum downtown in the Deer District. So that should be fun. We're excited about that. 
Um, but so we're in, in touch with Good City and they're expecting no changes in September weddings as of right now. And so we're looking forward to doing it then. And they got they got an awesome venue and it's like the upstairs level is, is super cool. I love that. Yeah, all floor to ceiling windows, kind of industrial type feel. You can see the arena in the background. That's going to be super cool. Uh, you should try to get Giannis for it to see if he wants to come over. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. I don't know. He might be, depending on the NBA resuming, he might be in Orlando winning a championship. I like how you guys are coming back to Milwaukee because that's where you guys met. Yep. Uh, at a brewery tour. Which brewery tour did you go on? Yeah, the Milwaukee Brewing Company brewery tour. Just happened to be in the same group at the, at the on the same tour time. And, you know, after a couple MKE brews got the courage to go over and talk to her but I almost almost missed the tour because I was helping my cousin Sarah she was moving into a new place in Chicago so I was down in Chicago helping her move that day and you were the I was the fill-in I was supposed to go to this brewery tour with our buddy Josh Smith past and future guest and junior buds and while I was driving there I knew that you already had the invite and you don't know if you could make it so while I was driving there Josh texted me he said hey Brandon can make it now so so he's he's gonna take the the ticket so then I turned I don't know what I did the rest of the night I turned around but you took you took the the final spot like I was in Chicago and I was like Kind of seems like a lot of stuff. We've got a lot of work yet to do. And so I texted Josh. I'm like, hey, I don't know if I'm going to make it back. Can you find a replacement to like take my ticket? I'll, you know, I'll meet you out, you know, after the tour or whatever. Then we beasted through a bunch of the moving stuff, got it done. And I took off. And like, so as I was driving back, I'm like, I think I can make it. So I was living in Wauwatosa at the time, popped home, showered, changed took off right away and I'm like, Josh, I'll make it like right on time. I'll be there. <laughs> so made it just in the nick of time, but, but yeah, glad I did. Glad. It's funny how things work out like that. Sometimes Insane. met Mickey had a couple of drinks, went on a couple of dates, moved out to Colorado and now we're getting married. That's a, that's a great story. And it's, it's something you guys remember forever. I mean, it's pretty crazy that you guys met, randomly like that and you almost missed it and everything like that cute little uh letterboard sign in our apartment that says i love you to mke brewing and back that's 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 adorable that's adorable uh, also a lot has changed with with you personally i mean we, we definitely dive into that how we talked about on the last podcast that was recorded and not a lot has has changed with you in a you know in a certain fashion that you're, you're now, you're in a wheelchair now due to an accident. How did it happen, man? Yeah. So like I said, moved out here September of 2018 and then was skiing up in Breckenridge in December of 2018. So just a couple months after I moved and ski trip with a couple of friends just for the day. Started out on some easy, easy green runs, was crushing it. This is my first time skiing in Colorado. Uh, I moved up to some blues, was doing well, taking my fair share of falls, but then decided we did this one run, my best run of the day, crushed it all the way down. And then it was getting into the afternoon. So we were kind of wrapping up and going to head back to kind of where our cars were, maybe come back down to Denver and uh, go to a few breweries and stuff. And so went and did the same run again, where the run kind of splits two different directions. 
right in the middle, there's a big trail marker sign that kind of points each way. As I was coming up on it, I lost control, carried some good speed into the sign, must have hit my back just perfectly, fractured my T9 vertebrae, had five broken ribs, broke my shoulder, had nicked to my aorta, which led to a, a ton of internal bleeding. And where I fractured my vertebrae, I had a spinal cord compression at that point. And so that left me paralyzed from a little bit above the belly button down. And so I was, I was down, I was laying on the, on the ski hill. My whole group that I was skiing with was ahead of me. Mickey was ahead of me. Everyone was ahead of me. So they were kind of just waiting at the bottom of the mountain. I wasn't coming down, wasn't coming down. The person behind me was actually a retired hand surgeon. And so he stopped right away, saw me down, started doing medical protocol. And so he visited, visited me in the rehab hospital. I don't remember the accident myself, but uh, I'm able to kind of tell it back like through his account. And so he, he said I was conscious. I knew my name. I knew who I was. I knew who I was with. And I told him I couldn't feel my legs and I was spitting up a bunch of blood. And so he knew right away that was a bad sign. He called ski patrol, got them there right away. They came, diag diagnosed me right away, knew that I was in rough shape, called the helicopter in for Flight for Life, got a nice helicopter ride from Breckenridge down here to Denver to St. Anthony's, went into emergency surgery right away to stop the bleeding. So I got a pretty gnarly scar on my side that goes like from my pack all the way around my side to my back, had some chest tubes put in me to start like relief bleeding. Um, I had some backup into the lungs and different things like that. And so they, they had gotten me stable to that point on, on Saturday evening. And the first thing I remember is waking up with a breathing tube, like in my, in my throat, in the hospital bed and seeing the doctor and him telling me that I was paralyzed and that I would never be able to walk again. What do you first remember, I guess? I mean, you don't, you said that, you know, you don't recollect the action or anything. So, so you just remember just the doctor just being in the hospital and the doctor walking in? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. So like my, even though I didn't have a concussion per se, my brain had blocked out like the entire accident and which I think is a good thing. So I don't have to continually replay it in my head over and over again. I don't know if this is a dream, but I have this faint memory of being in a hospital or in the helicopter, I should say, and them telling me to take a deep breath in and then just shoving one of the chest tubes into my, into this, into my side. And it was like the worst pain I've ever felt in my whole entire life because I probably wasn't on like pain meds or anything yet. And then like, passed out after that. So that's like a faint memory. So I'm not sure if that is kind of like a dream I kind of made up or if that was a real thing that happened. But yeah, pretty much like my first clear, distinct memory is waking up in the hospital room with the doctor telling me I was paralyzed. And and how long were you in the hospital for then? Because you're, you're, it's obviously you have to stay in for, for quite, quite some time. Yeah, with all the different injuries and stuff, I was in the ICU and stepped down ICU for about three weeks. And then actually, so it was December 8th was my accident. 
And then December 26th, the day after Christmas, I moved to the rehab hospital, uh, Craig Hospital here in Colorado. And I was in the rehab hospital for about seven weeks. And so the beginning of February, I moved back then to my apartment. And when I moved back into my apartment, I was still doing some uh, outpatient rehab stuff a couple days a week. But at that point, I was deemed healthy. And that was the, the weirdest thing to me. And that's like really when it started to sink in that I was paralyzed and that I, like, this is my life now. I'm going to be in a wheelchair because in the whole time I'm in a hospital and rehab, I'm, I'm making these small gains. I'm getting these small milestones that I'm hitting from just being able to like sit up in bed on my own and learn to put my socks on again and getting dressed and brushing my teeth and transferring in and out of bed into the wheelchair independently. So you're, you're, you're getting all these milestones and you're getting healthier and the scars are healing. The back scar is healing. The scar on my side from, from them cutting me open is healing. And then I go from all this, having all this support and family being there with me and the nurses and therapists that you're working with in a hospital and then moving home where I was in a place before that I would set out for runs. I would work at my standing desk and everything is, everything is different. And just learning to even be in the kitchen and open up the refrigerator without like banging it against my wheelchair, but still being close enough to like reach what I actually want inside of the wheelchair positioning. Everything is different. So like it wasn't until like that, point where I was back home and back into the real world I would say that it kind of like started to sink in that like this is this is my life now before that you're a very motivated very driven individual and and now you have a new challenge ahead of you that that's you know the rehab session how do how do you so you come back home how do you keep pushing forward and keep going and keep energizing yourself to to keep moving forward you know after an accident like that yeah that's a great question i would say first of all i've always been a pretty positive person and i've always been an athlete and so like take a lot of pride in uh being in shape and like taking care of my health and so now it's just even that much more important to take care of my body and the function that i do have and, and to be able to make the most of of what I do have and so what keeps what kind of like keeps me going is the fact that I basically have a second chance at life like I lost close to three liters of blood and the doctor said like typically if somebody loses two liters they don't make it and so I really view it as having a second chance at life and even though it might look a little bit differently than what I ever would have imagined, it can still be pretty great. So like I said, I'm involved with a lot of different things, um, involved with like volunteering with a generous coffee company. Um, I'm actually just starting to volunteer at my church with their youth group ministry to help hopefully be able to connect with uh, some of like the middle school and high school kids through the church that some might be dealing with traumatic things that they have gone through. So I'm able to provide a little bit of perspective to them, hopefully on that. 
And um, so that's a new thing that I'm getting into. Uh, and then just finding different ways to stay active and finding new hobbies that kind of might take the place of some of like the hobbies and things I enjoyed in the past, like baseball and running and hiking. Uh, so now uh, this past winter, I got back out on the snow and was doing some cross country skiing, which I really enjoyed. And if you want to work out, do cross country skiing using just your arms and uh, sitting in like a little bucket chair. So that's like a full, just straight upper body arm workout. But after a couple of times, I kind of got my uh, endurance underneath me a little bit. And so just a nice way to get outside in the winter and get back out, out on the snow. Um, I also got an off-road hand cycle bike and it has an electric assist on it. So looking forward to hitting some more trails. I just got that this spring. So hitting some trails this summer, maybe getting into a little bit of mountain biking type stuff. So that, that's like a new activity. Uh, also go to a CrossFit gym, actually wearing the shirt today. Kevin Ogar is the owner of it and he's actually in a wheelchair as well. So he's a, I'm a T9 paraplegic because I fractured my T9 vertebrae. And so he's a T12, so his injury is a little bit lower on his back. So he's got a little, he's got a little bit more abs than me. He's also got a little more biceps than me. He just benched 375 this morning Jeez. when I was in there with him. And so, yeah, he's a beast, but it's just been really, really good learning from him just to be able to have the confidence to do floor transfers, get down on the floor and back up onto my wheelchair by myself and just adding strength back. And uh, I was signed up to do a adaptive CrossFit competition and that was canceled that was supposed to be the first weekend in may in phoenix but hopefully i can i can keep adding strength and, and try to do a competition here in the new near future when things open back up so so yeah really just stoked to have a second chance at life and just finding different ways that uh, i can use the the function that i have and I'm blessed that, that I'm still the same person and I still have my humor. I still have my wits about me. And um, like Mickey has told me like right away from day one, uh, like just because you're in a wheelchair, I don't, I don't, I don't view you any differently. Like this whole process has just made me admire your strength that much more and your story that you have to tell the world. Yeah. It's, it's, it's such a unique story. And I think that when it happened, I know a lot of our uh, people here in Wisconsin really wanted to to rally behind you, and because the person you are is is amazing, we all are are you know in awe of you even even before the accident, and and it a lot of cool things that that we kind of could do to rally around it. I know we had your favorite T-shirt company. Teen made it made a Brandon Strong T-shirt, and all the proceeds could go to you, um, which was one of the coolest things to probably see. Right? Yeah, yeah, that was awesome. I everyone knows I'm a big routine baseball fan. Been kind of following them since the beginning, since they started in 2010, 2011. So about half of my wardrobe is routine. I have a specific routine drawer in my dresser for all of my routine shirts. Have a specific section for my routine sweatshirts in my closet, and so yeah, I have a ton of routine gear. So I'm a big supporter. It was just awesome to see uh, them in the baseball community 
wrap their arms around me as I was getting better. And like, even still to this day, whenever I see somebody in the Brandon Strong shirt, and a lot of times I think it's like, it's unintentional and somebody will just have it on as they're, as they're going for a run or, or working out, or it happens to be sometimes kind of big milestones too. Like I think Doug ran a half marathon earlier this spring and I think he had it on as he was going just for a little extra extra boost to an inspiration as he was going. Uh, my best friend Sam just had a baby and the day they went home from the hospital we were asking for pictures and so he sent us a picture of him holding Lila and he had the Brandon Strong routine shirt on as he was holding her so like Every time I see somebody rocking it, like it brings a huge smile to my face and always keeps me, keeps me going that much, that much more. So I really appreciate everything that uh, they did. And really with that and the GoFundMe page that was started has allowed me to get some of that adaptive equipment that I was talking about. So like the hand cycle bike and uh, my vehicle that I have outfitted with hand controls. Uh, it was able to get that. That was a huge step for independence. I have a standing frame here at my apartment, so I'm able to get in that and uh, stand up throughout the day. So that helps a lot with blood flow, getting down to the legs and uh, keeping bone density health and everything like that. So just, yeah, the overwhelming support from that, the GoFundMe page from Jenna Martin, who started the campaign to to sell the let's get this bread mugs so that was that was huge too well i guess we can talk about the let's get this bread that's what we're going to talk about next that that was kind of your motto around that time correct let's get this bread yeah yeah that was kind of like my recovery model and i think it kind of originated from i was back in wisconsin for thanksgiving so i just moved to colorado came back to wisconsin for thanksgiving so it was with family and friends hanging out. And I think I just had seen it online uh, a little bit. It was a meme going around. And as I tend to do, overuse popular memes and phrases until I kill them. And so I was saying, let's get this bread way too often. And while we were at Thanksgiving, me and Doug and some of our other family were continuing to joke about getting this bread. and. Uh, throwing out hypotheticals out there like if I'm eating pumpkin pie does the crust count as bread am I am I still getting this bread as I'm eating the pie <laughs> and so I think I think it was Doug who kind of a couple days after my accidents as I was starting to recover and, and come to and back surgery was successful and everything else was like yeah now's the time you got to get this bread and it kind of kind of stuck with me and uh, something that I would repeat to myself as I was reaching those daily milestones. They had made all these mugs and you can, they ordered them by like the dozen. It was, it was, it was pretty cool to see uh, a lot of it. Everyone, I think, hashtag let's get this bread on, on so many different things when this happened and seeing, seeing it from a different perspective, my perspective of, of being very active and things like that and, and seeing you how you were beforehand of being active. I don't think you skipped a beat in a way because i mean you you would just went whitewater rafting yeah like this weekend you're you're going cycling you're still you're doing doing crossfit you're still 
being the Brandon Mance that that everyone knows and loves that we all admire and and now it just in a different form of, of using your abilities and it's it's pretty cool to see and you're definitely an inspiration to to myself and and a lot of people for sure and uh we thank you for just for being who you are really yeah yeah i kind of have that i kind of like had a realization moment like a uh come to jesus moment as i was driving home one day and i think it was actually on like the six month mark post injury which would have been june 8th of last year so i'm coming up on a year and a half here but i was uh i worked from home i went to the gym i was driving back from the gym and i was going to be meeting up with one of my friends to at a local brewery to grab a beer and i kind of just had that realization that whether i was in a wheelchair or not i would be doing the same exact thing today i would i would be going to work i'd be going to work out i'd be meeting up with a friend to grab a beer and so just because I happen to have a wheelchair in my car as well that I used to get around, like that doesn't define who I, who I am as a person. And yeah, like I said, it might look slightly different. I might have to search around to find the ramp or have a friend help me get, pull me upstairs if a building's not accessible, but I'm, I'm not gonna let it slow me down. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's great to hear. I guess we, I mean, I, I want to thank you for being on the podcast. Thank you for doing it twice. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I really didn't want to talk to you for another hour. I, I thought, know. I thought one hour was enough, but. I feel, I feel very bad about that. And it was probably one of the lowest points in Judd Newbud's history. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, sure. like right away, right away after it, like after you texted me, I sent a Snapchat to Josh and Doug and some guys and was like you won't believe what Judd just did and Josh was like yeah he just like texted me dude like the same thing he feels so bad about it ah I felt so bad it was rough it was a rough day but I think thank you thank you for being on the podcast appreciate it bunch of love here from Milwaukee I hope hope you're doing well in Colorado and staying safe with the COVID everything and we'll be seeing you soon probably probably gonna be back for the summer and so yeah, catch a baseball uh, game. planning on coming back to Wisconsin in July, end of July. So that's, I think, the next time I'll be back. But we'll see you then. Yeah, hopefully catch a game. Well, I think, do you have anything else you want to say to the Judd and Earbuds listeners before we sign off? Yeah. So I've gotten a chance now to have a little bit different perspective since I've been a wheelchair user and live with a disability day to day. And as hard as it is on some days, I'm definitely grateful to have this different perspective. And in a, in a crazy world in 2020 with dealing with a pandemic, dealing with wildfires, dealing with racism that's still rampant in this country, that just want to tell people to be kind like when you have a chance because unless you're walking in somebody else's shoes, you don't necessarily know what they're going through. So let's give people the benefit of the doubt and be kind first. And so that's kind of the message that I want to send out. Yeah. I, I second that so much, man. Dude, you're, you're a great dude. I appreciate you being on. Thanks a lot. 
Joining you, but listeners, uh, this has been a great episode. It's probably one of my favorite ones. I, we're not going to top it. We'll be back next week, but we're not going to top it. All right, see you guys. I blacked out. I don't know what happened. Hey, Christian Yelich, what's your favorite comedy podcast? Um, I mean, I listen generally to sports podcasts, but if I had to go strictly comedy, I'd go Judd and your earbuds.